0: Hello and welcome to My Biology Experience, biology to healthcare, my journey. Uh, today we'll be talking about getting an EMT license. Uh, just so everyone knows, getting an EMT license is different in every state. So this may not apply to you, but I'll be talking in the general aspect of how it is, getting uh, an undergraduate student and the importance of getting an EMT license possibly and why it might be of interest to you. Uh, you can head over to mybiologyexperience.com and subscribe using your email, or you can sign up on wordpress.com. Uh, where you will get uh, immediate uh, notifications on when we post. We post these podcasts after we post the blog. So if you want the most update and uh, immediate uh, blog information, uh, you could sign up there and you just get emails about our blog posts. Uh, You don't get anything else, none of this extra stuff of advertisements and all that good stuff. So yeah, let's get started. Watching action shows where heroic men and women come rushing in blaring ambulances to save the lives of serious trauma and disease was something I grew up watching in numerous Hollywood productions. Never did I think I would have the opportunity to do that in in person, in real life, until I was my senior year of high school. Getting an EMT license wasn't something that I planned on doing for years prior, but it kind of just happened. It fell into my hands, as many things do in life, and just kept running with it. Because I kept running with it and doing more, I have been able to succeed in areas I wouldn't know how to. After committing to a physician's assistant direct entry program my junior or senior year of high school, a lot of pressure came upon me to meet all the requirements put forth for the graduate program. This included obtaining a high science GPA, cumulative GPA, GRE scores, shadowing positions, letters of recommendations, and direct patient care hours. Honestly, the most terrifying category of those requirements was the direct patient care hours, and here's the reason. A GPA and GRE score uh, are something you can work extremely hard to do better at and meet the requirement. but obtaining direct patient care hours doesn't matter about how hard you work. It matters about the opportunities opportunities you come by and the people you know. The smartest and most hardworking person can be a pre-PA major, but Fall short because they didn't have the opportunity to work directly with patients. This EMT license was like the golden ticket for someone in my situation. So my senior year of high school, instead of signing up for AP biology course, I signed up for an EMT course. It was an extra period long in my high school, but I knew the outcome of this decision would be greater than having an extra lunch period in high school. The first couple of weeks of class were interesting, to say the least. There were about 20 kids that signed up for the class, which was the maximum amount. And by the end of the first week, there were only 16. This wasn't because of the difficulty of the course, but it was because these people didn't realize what they signed up for. They didn't realize they signed up for blood and all these life-saving techniques that can be used in scary and life-threatening situations. Throughout those first couple of weeks, we focused on the law of being an EMT, things such as how to document properly, what is proper care, what can you do and what can you not do? and basically how not to get to sued, How not to get sued. This part of the class can be boring at times, but I've used this part of my training more than one might think. I've gotten myself out of some pretty situa- uh, sticky situations in the past, which I'll share in another blog. For the rest of the year, we continued to do pretty much uh, pretty standard EMT coursework and training. this including ventilating and putting NPOs in practice mannequins. The range of things we did was fantastic. And the things I liked most about this, uh, by taking it through my high school was that the period we had to learn and practice all these things was longer than the usual one. I was able to perfect all my skills, studies and training before the exam. And before I was set off into the real world, one of my favorite skills, uh, and before I was setting off into the real world, one of my favorite skills to do was blood pressure. It was probably the most basic and least trauma related of all the ones we practiced, but there was something about it being able to, uh, being so variable every single time that captivated my interest. You always had to be, uh, be focused to assure an accurate measurement. From the course, I received a few different certifications. I received certifications from FEMA, such as hazardous materials, and received first aid and CPR from the course, all on top of my EMT license. All these licenses and certifications were rewards of my hard work and provided me with the necessary tools to tackle real-world patients and obtain my direct patient care hours. To obtain the final license, however, you had to go through a few different testings. First off, you had to get better than 80% 80 on every single test throughout the year to take the uh, county exam. If you reached the county exam, you had to score a 75% or better to be eligible to take the physical and state exam. The physical exam consisted of about 10 different scenarios ranging from trauma to disease-based patients. In each situation, you had to conduct yourself in the right manner while getting everything correct. The only way to pass is if you passed all 10 stations. If you passed your physical, you can then take your state exam where you need to score a 75 or above, and only after you score a 75% or above are you licensed in the state of New York as an EMT. This process was extremely time consuming and somewhat difficult, but the opportunities and stories that I've gained from it are truly incredible. I couldn't have asked for a better situation. Everything worked out great and me for me. And if you ever get a chance to do something similar to me, I highly rem- recommend taking the opportunity. So getting an EMT license for me was pretty interesting, actually, because my situation was different than most people. Um, my situation was I was a senior in high school, as I was saying before, or well, junior at this time, but I was looking at classes for, to take my senior year. And I just recently got into the direct entry pre, uh, program at Arcadia University, where I'm attending right now. And one of the requirements was direct patient care hours. And direct patient care hours are very specific in what they say. So direct patient care hours and the, care and the PA uh, requirements, I'll say, because it might be different for what... Uh, another profession that you might be looking at um, is basically being directly responsible for someone's medical health and well-being uh, is the best way to sum it up. So things such as being a medical scribe, which might count as you know medical hours, they're not direct patient care hours because you're not directly responsible for that person for that person's health. Instead, you're just taking notes on what the doctor is um, is doing, or you're, you're logging uh, you know the simple things on that. So it was, came down to some very interesting things, and most of the time when healthcare, especially because you know, you're know you in charge of people's health and stuff like that, in order to obtain these direct patient care hours, you need, often need to have certifications. So in order to obtain this, people often get certifications in home health aids. Uh, some of my friends did that. Uh, I got my EMT. I know a couple other people got EMT license, but they did a little later, so it's a little more hectic for them to get hours and stuff right now uh and some people who are older and you know looking to apply to pa school and whatever other schools require direct patient care hours may have like nursing hours some even physicians uh physicians hours so it, it all ranges in what it's looking like so that's the main reason why i picked the emt course over ap because i knew the benefit uh, would be much greater than taking an ap biology course where it, like I spoke about in APs um, before, I have a blog that's out before, I forgot what number it is, but I talked about why APs really aren't the best thing in the world. So I knew this uh, in this situation, so I took the EMT course instead. Like I said, in the first week of taking the EMT course, a lot of people signed up for it. There was about 20, which is the maximum, they cut it off at of that, and about four of them dropped. After the first day, we had our textbooks, and my professor, or teacher at the time, goes open up to a blah, blah, blah page, and there he just started showing us a bunch of guts and a bunch of, you know, really, really raunchy, um, like, injuries, where there were eyes hanging out, there were ligaments hanging out, and stuff like that bones were hanging out of the skin. And some people couldn't handle that. They liked the idea of the EMT course, I don't think they understood Um, That you're getting EMT license and you had to be directly responsible for all these things that these are. This is the reality of it. So after the first couple of days, uh, people dropped that course and there were 16 remaining. Uh, For the first month, I want to say probably a little less than a month, but after we got ourselves settled down, probably a couple of weeks, uh, we kind of just went over law and how to properly take care of someone. Which is something that was at the time I wasn't really a big fan of because I was like, oh, I want to get into this. I want to learn how to take blood pressure. I want to learn how to like, take care of it, put NPOs in, you know, do CPR and all all these good things that I was everyone looks forward to doing. But it's really important to understand this first because you know you can't properly take care of someone if you're doing something illegal. You get sued in the end. You send sent to jail for negligence or something like that. And I don't think people realize how important this is until you're actually a healthcare worker. But there are a lot of situations that you get into that you might do something wrong. So learning this is very, very important. And that's something I don't think I would have learned about, and I think that's something I could talk about. I'm applying to graduate school. Is that I've been in situations like this before, and you know, I've had to take action and even quit my job because of it. So you know, in order to save my license and save my just you know being a responsible healthcare worker, I'll talk about this in a later blog. Uh, I haven't posted it yet, so keep a lookout for that one. But, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll be talking about it in another blog. So, after the first couple of weeks of learning about law and just all these things by being an EMT, we kind of got into the whole, you know, going by cardiovascular system, maybe immune system, and, and doing all these things like that, disease, and, you know, what medicines we could uh, subscribe, not, uh, you know, prescribe, but, like, you know, give to patients uh so we started doing all this stuff and the, the best part about this class is that it was given through my high school so i didn't have to pay for any of it you know all of it was taken care of by public education um my textbooks my certifications um you know anything that was given to us we have you know stethoscopes and blood pressure cuffs and and you know my cpr mass and, and everything that was, that was taken care of which is absolutely phenomenal because you could spend I don't know how much it is to get a CPR uh, certification, actually, but you could spend a lot of money to get it. You know, it's a lot of time, a lot of money. So having that benefit and not spending that money is really, really incredible. And I'm really thankful for that, uh, that my school had this opportunity. And if your school has this opportunity, I highly recommend getting into that, especially if you're interested in going to the healthcare field. Uh, it will benefit you more than you can imagine. It benefited me more than I can imagine. I'm very thankful for it, especially during a time of COVID. Um, so, yeah, uh, that was a big benefit of that. Uh, Continuing on, as we got to the end of the year, it got a little stressful with testing an exam. This is different for every uh, state. You know, every state has a different curriculum requirements and all these things that people have to meet in order to uh, be a licensed EMT. Uh, so in, I'll be talking specifically about New York State. So in New York State, at least for my um, like school that I went to or the um, – or like the area that I did my A.M.P. certification in, I had to get an 80 or above in all quizzes and tests. Um, so anything that we took in the classroom, I had to get an 80 or above, uh, which is a high uh, standard. And I, I understand that there were 17 and 18 year old kids. They want to make sure that we're properly learning the material to the best of our ability, because we have no prior knowledge of what this stuff is. So I understood that. Uh, I maintained an 80 and above. So a lot of people in the class fell, fell uh, below that, probably about half the class. And we continued on, and the next step was to take the county exam. The county exam, you have to get a 75, and that's made by the county, and that's before you take the uh, state exam. Uh, the county uh, EMT like uh, EMT area of the schooling uh, requires you so that they can send you and make sure that you're ready for the state exam. If you don't pass it, you can't take the exam. You got to take some extra courses or something like that. I, I kind of forget how it works. It's been a while, but yeah. Um, so you had to take the 75 and above in that. It was probably easier than most tests on there or it might have been more difficult i kind of forget all these things are kind of blurred together because there's so many exams but the biggest one was the practical the physical practical where we actually went to the location of the um it's a shared area with a firehouse and you know fire training where they have all the uh, mock fires and stuff like that and you have 10 stations where you're brought in there is like a scenario where there's a patient on the floor and you have to go through the whole procedure of what to do you have to you know, say, uh, determine whether you have to put an NPO in, whether you have to do CPR, what like uh, drugs you could give them, what, you know, how to properly approach someone. Uh, and, you know, it's harder than you might think, you know, remember everything that you've learned through, through the entire nine months of being there and putting it all together into one situation 10 different times. then you know, it's pretty difficult. So, you know, I did pretty well in that. I think I got one wrong out of the nerve, like nerves and stuff like that. And then I got to retake it So you're able to retake it once. But after you pass that, you're able to take your state exam. And the state exam, you have to get a 70 or 75 uh, or a greater. And once you take that and you pass that, you could finally get your license in the mail uh, the next month. So it's really cool to get that. And the opportunities that you get from being EMT is really, really cool. One of the funny things about getting my EMT license is that the state exam Um, you know, I thought it was at the same location as where we did the the physical exam because that just kind of made sense in my mind No one really told me about it. And the original date for the exam was actually on my prom. So I had to move the date back an extra two months into the summer. So I didn't get my EMT license right away. It probably took me a full year to get in the end. Um, but I had to study during the summer and keep up with material in order to to pass the exam uh, with fine colors. But, uh. When I was taking it, I went to the original place in you know, the physical physical exam. I showed up and there was no one there. It was like 20 minutes before my exam. And I'm like, "Where the? where is every single person that's supposed to be here? That's not supposed to be my class. It's supposed to be some other classes here too. It's probably supposed to be like 50 people taking this exam right now. And I'm like, oh gosh, like am I at the wrong place? So I start messaging people in my class. I'm like, where are you? Like, there's only four people taking this class, uh, this course right now, like taking the exam. And so I message all of them. I'm like, where are you? Where are you? Like, am I at the right location? Blah blah blah. I get a message back. No, it's it's in this place called Hicksville. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in I'm in Old Page. I gotta I gotta go. Like, this two towns over. So I start getting in my car, and I probably have fifteen minutes at the exam, and I'm rushing. I, I've never driven like that before, but I was rushing. And I got to the door of that place with like five minutes remaining, and I came into the class, and it was just so close call. All that hard work could have been just put down the drain in two seconds. So I'm really glad I got that. It was, you know, it stressed me out before the exam, and, you know, it stressed me out during the exam that I was just there in time. So I didn't like couldn't focus as well as I hoped, but I still passed the exam flying colors. So I'm happy about that. But the end goal of getting the emt license is getting direct patient care hours i've worked as an emt at a uh at a camp for two years now i'm coming up with my third um and it's been really fun working with kids i've learned a lot of people i've learned how to write properly and deal with the h uh um, the uh, department of health and just deal with other people in general you know you could learn all you want from this emt course but you don't really get real experience until you're out there in the field dealing with real people and how they'll react so dealing with kids is a really good time i deal with kids from kindergarten to eighth grade so i get a wide range of uh, people and as well as deal with the staff too so sometimes i get people that are coming, they're 18 years old maybe 20 years old and i'm helping them out too so it's a really fun time um you know it's really rewarding i've learned a lot of things from that and you know i highly recommend getting an amt license and look into the paperwork and everything you need to for your state because it is different for every state you could get a, a national license that allows you to work from state to state i didn't do, end up doing that just because i didn't want to spend the money um i just work in new york state anyway so it didn't really benefit me in any way uh so i just did that and you should yeah so check it out guys um that's all i gotta say for this if you have any questions you can go to the written blog comment it below or email us at contact um at mybiologyexperience.com Uh, If you head over to MyBioExperience.com, you could subscribe to our website where you will get, you know, you get emails when we post. We don't post these blogs on the same day we post the written ones on the website. So if you want to get the most up-to-date and uh, and newest information about My Biology Experience, uh, you know, head over there and subscribe. You could use WordPress or your email. Uh, And, yeah, that's all we have for you today. We hope to spread some more branches in the biology community and, you know, hope to enjoy the rest of your day, guys. See ya.